0: Hello everybody, welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age comic book podcast, Flea Market Fantasy. I'm your co-host Mike L, and as always I'm joined by...
1: Michael Dell of the LCS Hockey Radio Show.
0: That's right, and the 4th annual Shocktober is concluding this week, and we decided to go out with a bang. And that's right, We, if you haven't guessed, <laughs> we're obviously reviewing Weird War Tales, number 93, the first appearance of the yeah. Creature Commando.
1: Yeah, obviously. That's yeah. What we're
0: doing. yeah. Everyone saw that coming.
1: Weird War Tales, ninety-three from nineteen eighty, and uh, the creature—the first appearance of the Creature Commandos. Michael, I had no idea this existed. I had no idea the Creature Commandos were a thing. Really? But uh, you seem to be aware of them, that they existed.
0: Yeah, I never read this before, but of course I've read Who's Who cover to cover.
1: Oh, I always S- forget that. Yeah, I always forget. Yeah. That.
0: So that's how I got exposed to all these obscure DC properties, like Creature Commandos, which I've always wanted to read about. And so now I've, I can check that off my list.
1: All right, so just a quick uh, thing here for the, the, the kids at home. Creature Commandos, it's basically Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman, but right. they're uh, in uh, World War II.
0: Right, and they have yeah. funky names.
1: Yes, we'll get into that. They have weird names. All right, uh, Weird World Tales uh, actually ran from 1971 to 1983, 12 years. 124 issues of Weird War Tales. And basically this is a uh, war comic, but all the stories have uh, weird uh, paranormal angles to them. It's an anthology, another anthology book. We've been big on the anthologies here for Shocktober this year, uh, four anthologies. But uh, so all the it's it's like uh, all war stories, but they have ghosts or monsters or space monkeys or something in it. Nice. Right? Now, have you read a lot of weird war tales? That's just zero. To say zero. weird war tales. Uh, yeah, I've never read any of it either because <laughs> it's DC. Uh, the the other oh. notable thing about that is uh, Walt Simonson had his first published work in Weird War Tales issue ten.
0: Really interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's It's something. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. Uh, they actually had a mini series then in uh, 2000. They they rebooted it. uh right. Eight issue mini series. Did you read that?
0: No, I did not.
1: Yeah, I bet nobody did.
0: But you know, it, in between the this story and that reboot, another character joined. I'm not sure if you came across her.
1: Yeah. Doctor Myrna Rhodes.
0: Also known as?
1: Uh, Dr. Medusa or something like that? Well, yeah,
0: Medusa. I just have her here as Medusa. So,
1: Yeah, well, she's a Gorgon, right. which is uh, what Medusa was in the old, uh, uh, what was that? Was that Greek? Greek mythology, I think, yeah. yes. But that's like the lady with the snakes on her head. Right. So, yeah, she's a, must be tough finding combs. <laughs> yeah. Lady with the snakes on her head. But uh, yeah, she joins. I don't know when she joins. She joins during the original run of uh, Creature Commander. Yes, definitely. Uh, they uh, they were in issue ninety three that we're doing here today. This is their first ever issue, and then uh, I think they made ten more appearances before the series ended with issue one twenty four. Now it wasn't it wasn't in a row. It was just ten sporadic appearances. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think their next one might be like issue ninety eight after mm-hmm. this. I think so. Uh, there you go, Creature Commandos. I don't know, Mike. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this before we get going?
0: Uh, I can only say that uh, the entry for Creature Commandos in Who's Who is drawn by Jerry Ordway, and it's great. Oh, I. Okay. And it's just a shot of them running, and it's really cool. And it's also where I learned their very <laughs> ununiversal horror esque names, which we'll get into, right?
1: Yeah, when they introduce them here. So let's look at the cover, fifty cents. Wow.
0: Yeah, 50 cents, all new, number 93, November 25, action-packed, all new pages of incredible combat, Weird War Tales. we
1: uh, uh, 1980, does that seem pricey for 1980,
0: 50 cents? Uh, no, I think that's about right. They were going up every year, 50 cents, then 60, then 75, yeah, uh, so, it's yeah. about right.
1: Uh, yeah, this is uh, Joe Kubert on the cover, right?
0: Yes, yes, this is a great cover the the creature commandos are busting through a wall and there's a bunch of nazi soldiers uh down at the bottom pointing guns at them and one of them's kind of screaming at like sort of the viewer like looking like pointing like hey look and at the <laughs> top left <laughs> there's a um there's a blurb introducing world war II's weirdest warriors the creature commandos and we see all four members of the team there and and uh the frankenstein's monster is holding a nazi and that's pretty much it but it's a good shot i like it
1: yeah, Frankenstein's leading the way. He's got a Nazi uh, in one arm and he's plowing through the wall. Then you got the Wolfman on his left. Mm-hmm. And on his right, you have their commander guy. Um, I forget his name, Sharif or something like that. And then you got the Dracula guy in the back. And uh, yeah. So I like it. Good cover. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Joe Kubrick. And, and also we, good color. When we open it up there, Mike, you know, we get like a splash page. There's like an intro. I guess these stories. I think starting with, like, issue eight of Weird War Tales, they're all narrated by Death. Cool. But, and, like, each issue, he would be... Uh, death is depicted as, like, a skeleton, a living skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, wearing a Nazi uniform in this issue, but he would always wear a different <laughs> soldier uniform. Ah,
0: interesting. Drop. Okay.
1: So, but who do you think drew this picture here?
0: Well, there's a... Signature yeah. at the bottom that says RT.
1: Yeah, I don't know who that would be, though.
0: It's definitely not Roy Thomas. No. <laughs> um... Wow, I don't know RT. I don't know. Well, yeah, wait a minute Pat here. Pat
1: Broderick is the artist for the story,
0: right? But how about this? Why don't I punch in weird
1: war tales? I went to DC I'm... Fandom and what And you didn't? And it doesn't say. No, it just has uh, the cover artist and Pat Broderick and whatnot.
0: So interesting. I uh, thought you R-R- might recognize no, it. No, no, no. Um, but if I think of it, I'll let you know. RT, huh?
1: cuz it kind of looks like Cubert a little bit like the line work but uh RT maybe he just signed it RT the, the RT and Qbert.
0: <laughs> doubt
1: it doubt it but <laughs> yeah. um all right uh yeah so it's a death sitting there in a chair sewing a, a war uh, uh what is he sewing here exactly a blanket or what is he doing
0: he's sewing um i don't know yeah. he's huh, sewing something know. yeah he's sewing something you're right i don't know what though Something red.
1: Yeah, and he just introduces the stories, uh, kind of like your buddy Kane in the House of Mystery. Exactly. And then uh, we get into the Creature Commando story, and this is uh, written by J.M. DeMatteis.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I thought I knew, but I was wrong.
1: Uh, we've talked about him before on the show. I, I think uh, when we did the Ghost Rider ep- episode in year one, I think right. J.M. DeMatteis. And uh, Pat Broderick, we've talked about him on here. I think he drew the Invaders episode we did. Um, but uh, JM DeMatteis created the Creature Commandos. Uh, like he had the idea, and he pitched it uh, to editor Len Wine. And Len Wine said, This is so silly and goofy, it just might work. Let's do it. And, uh, and JM right. th- said he thinks Len Wine came up with the actual name Creature Commandos. Really? So, how about that?
0: Interesting it's something that's for sure um yeah okay so you want to just jump into it yeah go ahead so oh my god every time i click i get two ads okay so with the splash pages again it's a typical dc splash page that's more like a cover it's actually like a scene from the middle of the story and the creature commandos are bursting through a wall shooting their guns and we see a bunch of soldiers in the
1: bottom at the bottom yeah they do a slightly uh, interesting thing here with this one uh, like uh, obviously, this is just basically a recreation of the cover itself. It's kind like the of, same yeah. thing, and uh, where the creature commanders are busting through the wall at you. But then later in the story, they have the same scene, but from a different perspective. Right. Like right. even like the same line of dialogue, because um, uh, someone the Shreve says, "Okay, gentlemen, appears the time for discretion is past. We've got a wide open fight on our hands." Like they use that same line, right? But in the other panel, we're seeing it kind of like. From behind their shoulders as they're busting through the wall, I think. And,
0: yeah. Smart. So,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know if it's smart, but it's... I like uh, it.
0: Intelligent. Anyway. <laughs> High IQ, it requires, to think of that. Anyway.
1: Okay. So,
0: here we are. We're at an... <clears throat> pardon me. We're at an Army base, 1942. And uh, we see um, a Jeep coming in. You know, this guy flashes a, um, a clearance badge... Gets through the gate, and then we are introduced to this meeting. And the person holding the meeting is a guy named Lieutenant Matthew Shreve of the U.S. Army Intelligence.
1: And when the general guy flashes his uh, badge to get in, uh, it says Project M.
0: Yeah. Security clearance, mean? right? Yeah. What
1: what could that M stand for?
0: I don't know. We'll find out. All right. And then, so then, Lieutenant Shreve, he starts talking about um. He says, I want to talk to you all about the dark realms, the underside of man's consciousness, the realms where we keep our personal monsters and mental chains. And then right away, this like general is like, now look here, son. Like he starts kind of like melting off to him, right? Like you're basically, you're wasting our time, right? And so then Shreve is like, oh, I've got this new project here I want to tell you about, right? So then it's like the lights die, blackness descends. And, um... And then he starts explaining the origin of the creature commandos. And this is where the story goes off the rails. Page three. <laughs> um, so he talks it. You know, because I was expecting like a supernatural, expan- supernatural explanation for all these guys. But there isn't. You find out that this one guy who's like the Frankenstein's monster. And he uh, is just... A guy laying on, like, a table. Oh, is this Was this the Frankenstein's you, monster?
1: You're huh? all confused. Yeah, you yeah. jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: What happened here? Hey, well, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, always like, I always like when Michael's finding his way through the story. It's like a guy in a dark room just reaching around. Well, yeah, I
0: think I just way. read this yesterday. I forget everything already. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're showing the Frankenstein on the, uh, the, the thing, but they're not talking about him. They cut over to Dracula and Wolfman, and uh, he's talking about, oh... Oh, yeah, because that's what it is. He's flashing back to, like, the image of a Frankenstein monster-like type Yeah, image. Th-
1: that first image, that's not really Frankenstein on the, the table. That's just a guy they're doing research on. They, were, yes. they, were, they had his brain hooked up to wires and stuff. They're trying to um, figure out what images frighten people.
0: Yes, like the archetypes.
1: Yeah, and they found out that uh, people were scared of uh, uh, vampires, werewolves, yeah. and, like, uh, monsters. like And monsters
0: put together from different parts <laughs> so of people. Like,
1: it's so like, all right, that's what we'll do. Then we'll create a military uh, division of uh, soldiers right. who who look like these things, yeah. so that way th- uh, the enemy on the battlefield will be scared, right? Where they go.
0: So then they introduce this is where they have the actual origin of these individual yes. people. So the first one is Warren Griffith, and uh, he su- suffers from lycanthropy, a condition that that uh, basically makes someone think that they're a werewolf. What a yeah. what a convenient. You know, thing for this team. Then yeah. we have a guy, and I love this name, the Sergeant Vincent Velcro. Um, he... You
1: know, this name's terrible, Velcro. I know it's garbage. And they changed it later. <laughs> oh, um, did they? To Velcoro.
0: That's right. I read that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you know what Velcro? Uh, the the guy who invented. It? I read up on Velcro. Because so I was like, who, who, why would they call it Velcro? Like, when did Velcro come into being? Because when I was sure. a kid, you remember like Velcro, of course, yeah. has issues. Well, I guess Velcro actually uh, became commercialized in the late 50s. And a guy from like Switzerland de- developed it. And uh, the name Velcro is a, a combination of uh, velour and crochet. <laughs> so vel from velour and crow from crochet Velcro. That's really? I mean. Interesting. Yeah, so they knew Velcro existed when they named this character Velcro.
0: Yeah, that's what makes it worse.
1: Yeah. Like, I thought, well, maybe Velcro didn't become popular until, like, Uh 82 or something. No, 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 no. It it was popular in the 60s and in the 70s. Yeah, so they had to have known about it, and they still just named it Velcro. Jeez, that's bad. Yes.
0: So, yeah, this guy Velcro, he, for six months, was injected with a compound uh, composed of experimental chemicals and blood extracted from the new Mexican vampire bat. See, again, (laughs) this is not this is not fascinating to me like to me
1: oh if, I think this is great if
0: I was writing this I mean we could talk <laughs> this. about this later but it'd be much cooler to be like we found a werewolf we found
1: a vampire right and we oh and we, I don't know though I don't know we'll, we'll get into it later okay, but, okay yeah so they made that wolf guy uh, they, they injected him with shit to actually turn him into a wolf as well you know and then the vampire they're injecting him with shit to turn him into a vampire so.
0: yes and then finally there was a marine named lucky taylor Look at that, another another clever name, Lucky. Like, what the fuck is that? Anyway. <laughs> um, whose luck ran out when he stepped on a landmine? Ah, yeah. And our surgeons worked for weeks on end, putting Lucky back together again. <laughs> yeah,
1: they put him back together. Do you know what his name is uh, later on? They call him uh, something else. No, what? Patchwork.
0: Oh, well, yeah. that makes more sense, I guess. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So again, the general's all pissed off. What is this nonsense? Enough of this, right? And then he's like and then the lieutenant's like become sirs be be calm and behold the creature commandos and the creature commandos come smashing through the wall
1: that wall looks like it's made of paper
0: yeah it's you're right it's certainly not wood or drywall or plaster it you're right it looks exactly like paper
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly
0: um so then <laughs> they burst through the wall and the general is like all pissed off and he's like you expect us to be fooled by some ludicrous Hollywood costume job and so the creature commandos are so pissed off that they proceed to attack the general and so well, the just dra-
1: Velcro is the vampire guy yes he, the, yes pissed.
0: the velcro yes velcro attacks him he um, he lunges at the, uh, the general guy and then the the commander orders the werewolf guy griffith stop velcro or get velcro stop him so then the werewolf guy jumps and then we see how effective they are in battle he's immediately batted away by the dracula guy
1: yeah and he turns back into a human when he's punched uh also uh yeah velcro he shows that he can turn into a vampire bat and then into a human just to show hey this isn't some trick this is the real deal you know
0: right and then the frankenstein's monster guy comes up behind the dracula guy and grabs him by the neck holds him up lifts him up in the air and then throws him yeah and And, but but
1: then they all calm down and they're 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 friends again right they're
0: all pals and now the general's like yelling at them and he's like
1: (laughs) and the werewolf guy's back to being a werewolf too yes this like like frankenstein throws dracula in the first panel on the left and then in the second panel they're all chums again and there's no in between
0: (laughs) we should also point out frankenstein is like nine feet tall yeah yeah like human so i
1: guess this guy um they used extra parts to put them together yeah maybe or was this guy actually nine feet tall when he stepped on that landmine good
0: question good question maybe they'll explore that in a future issue so the general says i don't you know these guys are all you know reprehensible uh human and human dregs (laughs) and i hope i never set eyes on them again and the guy and then the commander's like yes but don't interrupt me i said i never want to set eyes on them again and i meant it but that doesn't negate the fact that they may be the world's most effective secret weapon this country's ever seen so in (laughs) other words he wants to use them in battle right
1: just don't ever let me look at them again yeah
0: so they send them on, a, on uh, their first mission into France. So they jump on a plane and they're flying into uh, enemy territory and then they parachute out and they land. And Frankenstein doesn't talk much, eh?
1: Yeah, he can't talk. His yeah. vocal cords, they, uh, they didn't assemble him with as vocal cords, they said. Right. Uh, but and, after they jump out of their airplane, their airplane then gets shot down and crashes. Yes. And so they watch all their buddies die. And Dracula's like, ah, eh, fuck him, who cares, I'm not crying. But then we see a close-up of uh, Frankenstein and he, and he's weeping.
0: Yes, he has a tear, a tear you know, yeah. streaming from his eye. So then, uh, so then like now, yeah, now they see like their, their, the castle like is in their sights, this is their mission. And so, um, yeah, there's some
1: see- secret, uh, top secret experiment going on at this castle in France and they have right. to uh, wreck it.
0: Yeah. Right. And so, um, we see some Nazi soldiers standing guard and then, Dracula turns into a bat, flies up, and uh, he attacks them. And, yeah, he starts, you know, making making a meal out of their necks. Yeah. Yeah. And then where the Wolfman attacks another one of the guards, like grabs him and smashes his face into the wall. And then then we see that they've uh, knocked out another guard as they kind of make their way through. And then they come into this open room it looks like almost like a hangar or something but it's just got guards all standing there and then they start attacking these guards and you know shooting and punching each other they make their way past these guys and they smash through this uh metal door and inside the door it appears to be President Franklin D. Roosevelt just sitting there.
1: That's right, he's just sitting there.
0: Yeah, like, please, young man, there must have been a mistake. But then the commander is like, Mistake my foot, you tin plated phony. He starts firing his machine gun at him, ping ping ping. And then we realise, wait a minute, this isn't the actual Roosevelt, this is a uh robot. It's a robot. It's a filthy yep. robot. And then they look over and they see these like um what do, what do you call them? Like um like you know, not tubes, but Yeah, tubes. Yeah, tubes. Those tubes that keep people in and we see duplicates
1: of... Um, <laughs> Michael Eisenhower- keeps people in his basement. He keeps Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Eisenhower, Stalin, and Churchill. So it's like, they, they're constructing a horde of these things, android duplicates for the Nazis to slip in secretly. Think of it, the Allied nations being run by Third World Reich pawns. And then uh, more Nazi soldiers come in, and they're like, well, pity, you will not live to see it come to fruition. So then another fight ensues, right? Shooting, yeah. punching, shooting, punching. And then, um, and then, basically, it's like uh, what? I did not remember this. What? What does this guy say here? Who is this? I don't even remember this part. Where the redhead. Jump? guy. Oh, that's the commander. No, that's not well, the commander.
1: The, that's the werewolf guy. He turns back into. A human that's guy.
0: right. He turns back into the regular guy. Because he has
1: no control. Right. <laughs> of when he's a wolf and when he isn't. So it adds oh, a right, wild wow
0: yeah. card. Oh so right, yeah. He's like, oh no, I can't change. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Pretty so useless. He <laughs> so then, uh so then the commander's like uh Griffith. You have the rottenest timing. So then they basically escape. They run away, and then as they're running, um the Frankenstein guy ends up uh, hitting. Is that a landmine? I don't even remember.
1: No, <laughs> no. Uh, Shreve their commander planted a bomb in the castle. And there oh right, there. right, right, right. Yeah. And he didn't tell anyone else. He yeah. just told, he just said we got to get out of here quick. And, yeah. Uh, so when they they get out, uh, the the castle blows up, and then is uh, like, hey, what the hell? You didn't tell us you planted a bomb? And he's like, oh, yeah. well, I must have forgot. Whatever.
0: Yeah, so, like, oh. you manipulated us. And then he's like, "You can you can call me all the names you like after we get home. And then I was like, oh, this is a great first act of this story. And then we see <laughs> death at the bottom, like, narrating, there is hatred between these men, there is anger and resentment, but there is also the unvoiced thought that they can just... That they have just begun to carve a new legend in the weird war, and I'm like, here we go, scene two, and it's over. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. That's the end of the story. Yeah. So uh, you know, let's just talk about the creature commandos here for a minute, Michael. So after we're done with that, you you would have preferred if they were actually vampires or werewolves. Oh and in yeah. Oh
0: yeah. For sure. <laughs> because to me, it's kind of like you know Suicide Squad is, you know, you take criminals, serial killers, thieves and you put them on a mission together, right? Like th- those Black Ops missions that no one else can handle. So to me, it would have been cool if, like, the government found a real werewolf, a real <laughs> Where kind Where are of...
1: going to find a real werewolf? wow well,
0: it's, it's a horror story. <laughs> like a real, you know, vampire, a real Frankenstein monster. Like, what are we going to do with these guys? I know, we'll send them into battle, right?
1: But I kind of like I... this way, because each of these guys now has a backstory. Like uh, Frankenstein, he's like a good soldier. He, yeah. He's uh You know he's an honorable soldier. He was a big hero in war, so uh, he's an honorable, respectable fella. And then you got uh, Velcro over there. He's a creep, you know. Right. He's uh, he's like a criminal. And uh, what what did they say he did? Well, he was just a murderer or something. Or why was he? Because didn't they say he was going to be in prison for like thirty years or something? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, so he's kind of a, a clown. You know, he's not a good guy. And then you have the wolf guy. Who uh, he's he's all oatmeal north of the eyebrows, you know, because he thought he was a wolf man anyway before they did the injections. Right. So you you got like a nice mix of uh, uh, in, inner conflicts, you know, like, right, uh, right, 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 right. Where otherwise, if he's just a werewolf and a vampire, is like, well, they're just werewolves and vampires. But these guys have backstories, you know, like of oh, why they, they backstories, okay. yeah, like why they became these things, you know. That's so one way th- of looking at it. I think it adds a little extra level there. Now, I don't know the backstory of uh, Dr. Myrna Rhodes, who becomes uh, the Medusa lady, um, but she's a doctor, so I'm guessing maybe she was on the experiment team with M- M-Squad, and she got, like, mixed up in it somehow by accident, maybe? I don't, know. I don't
0: know, but I don't know. I just think, you know what, though? This is good, because now I can make my own version of this and call it something else, right? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what, yes. creature commandos, I can call it monster, what? Monster... <laughs> What's a, what's an alliteration that begins with, like, another word that begins with M? A, uh, a synonym for commandos.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, monster.
0: We'll think of something.
1: MASH. That yeah, area? that's the only
0: one I could think of, too.
1: All right. <laughs> so there you go. But I, I don't know. I kind of like that uh, backstory. But, um, so I don't know. The concept is obviously ridiculous. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. Look at that. I think you,
0: you liked it more than I did, it sounds like. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, the art, the Pat Broderick art is. we've talked about him, and it's not good. It's
0: know? not great. No, I mean, his line work is good, but his anatomy is all over the place.
1: Yeah, and everyone's flat and lifeless. And, you know, right. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess because I built it up so much in my head, I guess <laughs> for 30 years, I'm kind of disappointed. All right,
1: I guess that could be the difference. I had no... Uh, like preconceived notions that this was going to be awesome. I thought it was going to be terrible. Right, right, So then we go in and it's slightly better than that. I'm like, oh, all right, this is fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it's terrible, but it's yeah. a fun terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: So, there go. All right. Well, keep your eyes peeled for the Monster Mercenaries. Hey, there Coming you go. How did we miss that? From Michael. Yeah, I don't know. Monster
1: Mercenaries. Yeah,
0: Monster Mercenaries. The, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that story, but... Hey, maybe it gets better, eh?
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: It does. We'll find out because we'll keep reading. Anyway. Okay, here we go. Now on to the next story because there's yeah. three more. I think four more. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, oh yeah, this one. Oh boy, this is another good one. <laughs> the ultimate weapon. This is like a one note story. Okay, yeah, yeah. so this. Okay, we are this. This story takes place in the like a post apocalyptic uh, Earth. It's in the future. Uh, but it's all, it's kind of like we've reverted to the stone age because of a nuclear war. Yeah. And we see like a little sign at the bottom, welcome to Goth." so I can only guess it's Gotham.
1: Oh right? yeah. Look at that. They're making yeah. a little joke there. Batman's but, dead. Yeah. Hey, I like the story already, but uh, if you notice, uh, we see like cars buried in the ground and shit. Like, uh, so but, like you said, we're back to the stone age. Also, it seems like all the women died.
0: Good point. Good, good no point.
1: Women in any, just dudes in loincloths. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: And so, um, they're talking about. Um, have you have you any idea what sort of weapon the club people are building in there? So there's like club people. Oh wait a minute. There's like club people and, and, rock, um, people. and rock, rock people and rock people.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, and so we cut over to um, the rock people coming over like a like a like a cliff. Two arms, grab your weapons. It's the rock people raiding the project. So then they start fighting, and then the rock people leave. And then we're left with the... wait. What are the first people called again? The club people? The club people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the, the one blonde guy is like, Sir, we just repelled another raiding party of rock people. Well done, my friend. If they ever learned our secret, they could annihilate us. And then we see their terrible secret. We look over. I'm telling you, it's true. This weapon will revolutionize the art of warfare. And we see a wheel. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, cool, scene one. Okay, let's get – oh, it's the end. That's yeah, the end it's a two-page
1: story. That whole story is two pages. But here's what I don't understand. They're acting like this is some big thing, a wheel, like this is some secret technology. So these other club people, they didn't realize wheels existed at any well, point? Like, they had cars. We see cars, like, right there in panel one. Yeah, good one, point. Good like, point. buried in the like, they didn't know, oh, what are those things on the bottom of them cars? Oh, they're wheels. Why, why can't we – I don't
0: know. Yeah, the problem is is how long after like plus there's skyscrapers in the background, so they still have access to all of the remnants of the, you know, twentieth century human race. You're right. So why yeah. wouldn't they know about the wheel? It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, it's I, I get what they're going for here, but yeah, it doesn't really work. But, uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Hey Michael, then we get an advertisement. For, oh, like, I was the, gonna uh, mention this. Yep. Yeah, the uh nineteen eighties uh cartoons on Saturday morning on C B S and you get uh, Mighty Mouse and Hecko and Jekyll, Tom and yep. Jerry, Bugs Bunny and the Road Runner, uh, Fat Albert, Popeye, right there in the middle though. I go Drak Pack. Yeah, hey, it's, it's almost like, the same thing. I know it's like the Creature Commandos came to wow. life, and Drak Pack is the same story except they're not in World War Two, basically. With uh, right. the same kind of thing. Interesting. Um, Tarzan and the Lone Ranger. Uh-huh. Uh, then they have like an animated at one thirty p.m. thirty minutes in the news. What the fuck was this? It's like a cartoon of a lot of news stories. Is that no, what?
0: I think it's just actual news.
1: Oh yeah, it says live action. Yeah, right. in the news. Yeah, but the but, but, they, but the image itself that. is a cartoon image. Though. Yeah. But it's a controversial, hard-hitting reports on current issues directly affecting you. <laughs> Throughout the morning, you'll receive brief commentaries on the action behind each week's headlines. That sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. If I was a kid. I would. I was a kid in 1980. I don't remember this at all, and uh, I would hate to have news updates during my cartoons. It
0: is kind of weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, now, did you mention the the new Fat Albert show?
1: Yeah, I did uh, real quick uh, in passing. I mentioned because it, I yeah.
0: want to read this little tagline at the bottom. Fat Albert, the dudes are still doing it right, falling falling all over each other, but coming up tight. I love
1: that. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Keep it tight. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah man, this this lineup's pretty terrible though, right? I mean uh, it starts off yeah. strong. You know I what? Kinda, this is
0: like, like pre yeah, like this is a little earlier than I would have been watching, but I mean obviously Bugs Bunny's good and Mighty Mouse is good, but
1: Yeah, Tom and Jerry, I'm a big Tom and Jerry fan. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, me too. I got I got a box set of Tom and Jerry stuff.
1: Oh wow, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh all right, we Kay. got two more stories at least. So uh this next one. <laughs> Uh, Rising Sun written by Mike W. Barr and drawn by Nolly Zamora yes do you know who that guy is?
0: no clue no clue
1: so is he one of the remember all those Filipino artists they had was that kind could of like be, yeah that could be, yep. that might be who did the who did the rock and club uh, um, that oh George that was drawn by Kashtan. Dennis
0: Dennis Cowan Art uh, George Cashton, yeah. writer. I've never. I don't think I've heard of Cashton, but Dennis Cowan. I've definitely heard of. He did uh, a Batman story that we did with yeah, uh, cousin Dennis Brandon.
1: Yeah. yeah. Detective Comics six hundred. That's right. You wouldn't recognize this is early Dennis Cowan. Like that art looks nothing like Dennis Cowan's art. Like if you know that's Dennis true. Cowan from later on, you would never recognize it as that. But um, that's anyway. tr- that's true. Yeah. All right. So rising sun. This was an interesting story, Michael, because it like paints the uh, Americans as horrible people, you know? right? Um, it is, yes.
0: It, it's it's almost like it's like Twilight Zoneish, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Kind of all these stories, I guess, are except for Creature Commandos, I would say. Yeah, yeah. True, <laughs> true.
0: So basically, yeah, we have a bunch of people in a uh, Japanese internment um, camp. Called?
1: During, During World camp. War Two, Yes. Yeah, cause a lot of people don't realize this. In World War Two, the Americans, the good guys, put all the Japanese in basically concentration camps. Yes. Well, we don't talk about that because that's not a, a popular thing to discuss. Isn't that
0: funny? Yeah, I have yeah. never seen it portrayed yeah. in a movie or a, t- or a TV show ever. <laughs> like, I, in fact, the reason I mentioned yeah. Twilight Zone is because there's an episode of Twilight Zone with uh, George Takai where he plays a Japanese guy. You remember that one?
1: No, I'd never watched Twilight Zone. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, are you serious?
1: I mean, I've watched like one or two over my life. But oh, I, my I don't really God.
0: Okay, I'll stop right there. But I don't know. if <laughs> I think George Takai's family was actually in uh, a camp. And in this episode, he plays uh, a Japanese soldier. Or no, a Japanese guy that just runs into an American soldier like in a weird attic. And, I can't, and it's like, it's just one of those episodes where it's just one conversation. But it's really, really creepy. It's good. Huh. Anyway, uh-huh. I'm sure that you can ask Cousin Brandon about it. Yeah, Brandon.
1: Well, if he's sober, I could ask yeah, him. Yeah, there you he, go. You
0: So anyway, so back to the story, Um, so yeah, they're in this camp, it's called Rising Sun, and they're kind of walking around, and they're uh, talking, and they look over, and they're talking about this older guy who is um, praying, and his name is, uh, oh, so he's the father of one of the guys they're talking to, and he's like, why is he praying, you know, he, he, he could get in trouble, he's like, yeah, he knows some may hate him for praying for Japan, but he doesn't care, right? Yeah. So then meanwhile... Um,
1: but he makes uh, it clear, though. You know, my father hates the Emperor Atojo as much as anybody. Uh, he loves the country that we were born in. Uh, right. But he still loves Japan, too, you know. So. Right, 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 right.
0: So anyway, so then we, then we see the uh, Americans, a, a guy named Colonel Simon and uh, Sergeant Reynolds. And they come over and they're like, attention, you know, and they're like... Looking over, they've got all these uh, these Japanese, Japanese prisoners standing there, like, at attention, and they're kind of walking by them. And, uh, you know, they're looking at them, okay, you know, dismissed. Then they walk back to, the like, the barracks or whatever. And then, you know, the, the one guy's complaining, oh, I'm so tired of this. These yellow scum killed my son, Reynolds, blew him up,
1: right? And keep in mind, these aren't Japanese soldiers who were captured. These are just right. Japanese Americans who were rounded yes. up and forced into camps.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, so then he's also complaining, this guy, Colonel Robert Simon, because he wants to get out of here, you know? He doesn't want to be here. Uh, he's like, oh, this war could be long. There are spies everywhere, if you know what I mean. Yes, sir. So then we cut over to a communications guy who says that he's traced unauthorized radio broadcasts from this camp to a receiver off the coast, probably a submarine. And he's like, "I'll alert headquarters." And then uh, Robert's Colonel Simon's like, "No, no, no! You know what? I'll take care of this myself." And in his head, he's like, "This may be the opportunity I've been looking for." So then, uh, so then he talks to uh, what's the other guy's name?
1: It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's got oh shit! What happened? I guess clicked <laughs> away. He's talking to this redhead guy. <laughs> and, and he, yeah, and he's like, uh, you understand the situation, Sergeant? So now they're going to bring in uh, Japanese people for, for questioning, right?
1: Yeah, they're going to interrogate all the prisoners to find right. out who is leaking these top secret information through illegal radio contact. You know, right. So, one of these prisoners has a radio with them. Yes. It seems, it seems weird that prisoners it's, in a camp would somehow have a radio with them. But, it is uh, weird. Yeah, it's like Hogan's Heroes. You know, They're trying to figure out uh if hogan has the radio you know right so right. uh they're, they're bringing in all that and then they bring in the old fella to interrogate right. him and by yeah, interrogation they're... they just beat the fuck out of him that's the right. interrogation they
0: slap him around yep yeah like talk blast you we, we can keep this up for hours and he's like enough i can take no more you know so he's got nothing for them right and then he's like – and then they're like, oh, get a doctor, Reynolds. He's ill. But then the, the, the old man falls over. The true evil will be exposed by the rays of Japan's rising sun.
1: Yeah, that's what the old man says before he dies. Yes. Uh, Mike, yeah, when he first walks in, and they say, sit down, Tabushi. We have a few questions to ask you. I can answer them now, Colonel Simon. I have no knowledge of the matter you investigate. And then what does the other guy say to him?
0: We'll be the judge of that,
1: Jap. Yeah, I just wanted you to get that uh, on record so that I can because <laughs> <laughs> uh, through all these old old World War II stories, I'm going to go through and cut off a big mix of Mike L just saying yeah. horribly racist things. There you go, racist and then we're going to get slurs. Mike L canceled at some point. In there the you
0: future. go, in the future. So Looking a, forward to it. it. Um, but yeah, the
1: old man dies, but he says uh, that thing about the you'll the the rays of the rising sun will expose the truth or whatever. So,
0: right. Yeah. And then and then the redhead guy's like, well. Even if we can't find the spy ourselves, we can always claim the old man told us who it was and who will be the wiser. Yeah. And they're both smiling.
1: Yeah, this, it's a, this story, man, it's, uh, they're making the Americans look awful. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Mike W. Barr, right? Of <laughs> Outsiders fame. Anyway, so they have a little, little mini funeral for the old man, right? And then the son's like, oh, he was like, grieving for his father. And then he's like walking around, and then he's like, "I better." Uh, he's like walking around. He's like, "I better sneak back before morning roll call." He's like, "Wait a minute, that mound of earth, as if something has been buried buried in haste." And then he, he digs it up. What a radio transmitter! What the? Then all of a sudden, the American soldiers come across him. Stop! You see, sir, I told you the spy would eventually try to use the hidden transmitter I found. All we had to do was wait. <laughs> so then they run after him, and then this Japanese guy starts running away. Right. Yeah. And then he gets confronted by the red-headed guy, Who? What does is, he say? Wait, hold on a sec. He says, what does he say? <laughs> Don't move, Jap! Or, or you'll <laughs> die right here. And, uh, yeah. So I just want to confirm the red-headed guy is the sergeant.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the sergeant. Anyway. So, cutting back here. So, he's like, good work. Uh, good work, sergeant. Uh, the other guards should join us in a few minutes. Well, I've got him. He's the spy who's been transmitting troop placement info to the Japs. And then the Japanese guy says, wait a minute. How do you know the exact nature of the information being transmitted unless you are the real spy? And the, redhead, the redheaded guy goes, uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, Sergeant, the broadcasts were too short to tell exactly what was being transmitted. How do you know? And your answer better be good. And he's like, blast you, yellow Jap. Blast you to Hades. <laughs> sure, I'm the spy. When I learned my transmissions were being traced, I hoped to blame it on the prisoners and make a clean escape unsuspected. But now I'll have to kill you both before the guards can find us. And just when we think the story's over, what happens? Well, even though it's the middle of the night, some rays of sun come up over the horizon, right? But not from the east, from the west, from the direction of Japan. And then they start burning this guy, basically down until like, they start burning his flesh until he's just a skeleton. Right, yeah. And then the skeleton falls over, and he's dead. And then uh, the the other guy's like, Oh, good heaven, uh, Masao. I've treated your people very badly, but I'll make it up to them. I only wish your father could know. And then the Japanese kid looks. He's like, perhaps he does, Colonel. My God! And they look, and in the sun, we see a vision of the old man's face.
1: Yeah, and the sun looks like the rising sun of The uh, Japan. Japanese flag, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And... and uh... <laughs> Yeah, his face is there in the sun. This story was fucked up, man. I don't know.
0: Well, it's probably the best of the bunch, but
1: yeah, but it was like super racist and just, (laughs) oh, just well, the characters
0: were racist,
1: but it was just weird, (coughs) though. You know, like uh, the angle they took on this, like. um... But hey, (coughs) at least they're shining a light. The truth of the sun is shining on a despicable portion of American history. Exactly. Look at this. Yeah. And the art
0: is actually pretty good in this.
1: Yeah, who did you yeah. say the artist was? Uh, uh, his Noli, name, or...
0: I've never heard of him, but his name is Holy or no, think, Noli Zamora. I think it's Zamora. an N, yeah. Yeah, it looks
1: like an H though, but yeah. yeah. Noli Zamora, right? Yeah, yeah, I never heard of him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, good art. art. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There you go. Another Twilight Zone episode. Yep, one okay. more story to go. Here we go. I have no idea what happened in this one. Life hangs by a thread. <laughs> um story you don't remember by it at all uh I'll remember it I'll figure it out as I go Carl <laughs> Wessler and the art is by Vincent Alcazar and again this art is actually really
1: good uh it's very similar in style to the last one and I think because uh, then it, like we talked about this before but DC they would hire who was the guy who would get all the artists from the Philippines he would uh he was like their contact I can't remember i'm not, his name,
0: I'm right. not sure but
1: there was there one was, artist who was like a contact man for all these other... Well, there artists. was...
0: Well, Esteban Murado was one. And then, um... Oh, jeez. Like, like,
1: I can't remember the rest.
0: But, yeah. This... But you're it, right. It,
1: it's... It's a similar style... Right. Um, ...to the last guy. So, I'm guessing that's... Uh, maybe they all came from, like, the same... Um, uh, artist studio over there. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, now I remember this one. Okay. So, we see a soldier. Um, he's... He's uh, opening up a letter, like a, like an envelope, and it's got a teddy bear inside. And he's like, so I send your lucky teddy bear to bring back my baby boy, love mommy. And then this other guy's like, liar, baby and mommy are not in that letter. Give it back or I'll take you <laughs> apart, Herbie. So these guys are making fun of this guy who's got a teddy bear in the mail from his mother.
1: Yeah, his so, mother sent it for good luck, you know. Right. Here's your teddy bear.
0: Right. So basically, the point is, is that all of these pilots all carry something for good luck, right? And so the one guy's like, "Why not? Every man carries something for luck." Eddie, you saw my death head; I wouldn't fly without it. And he holds up a little skull. And so then the the, uh,
1: the yeah, there's another guy with like loaded dice in his pocket.
0: Right, and, right, right,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. right. And so then they're all kind of just hanging out. And then uh, they're like, "Okay, well." Uh, Admit it or not, Eddie, having that fuzzy brown kid's toy in the cockpit makes you know you're safe. So we see this guy flying in his plane with a little teddy bear like behind his head. And yeah, uh, his
1: uh, his commander tells him, you, "You're going to fly with that teddy bear, right? Like, you know, this is good. luck. It's a good luck charm. We all need them. You put that teddy bear in your cockpit and let's go." You know? Right. So, yeah.
0: And then and then and then <clears throat> the narration's like, "You came out of it shaken, but okay." And you can break out in a cold sweat when you see how close it was. And then the guy's like, I don't see how that nip missed you. <laughs> and it had to be with the help of your little brown friend. But he wasn't lucky for himself, Chuck. Look at him. And he points to the uh, teddy bear. and We see that the teddy bear caught a bullet, right?
1: Yeah, the teddy bear saved him by eating the bullet. Right.
0: So then he brings it to this uh, nurse to sew up, right? Mm-hmm. And he leaves the teddy bear with the nurse.
1: Uh, yeah, well, she, he doesn't want to, but, uh, well, he wants to leave it with her to, to get repaired, but she says it might take a while and he has to go fly. So he's like, uh, she starts kind of making fun of him. Like, Oh, you need your lucky charm. And he's like, I don't need it. I'll go. I'll just pick up my teddy bear when I get back. I'm the, I'm a man, you know, I don't need a fucking right. teddy bear. So he leaves the teddy bear there to get stitched up and he goes to fly and his right. commander takes issue with that.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so then what, did,
1: what does his commander do, Michael?
0: So he punches him in the face. He <laughs> clocks him.
1: <laughs> he knocks him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, you're, you're going to fly without your teddy bear? Fuck you. Bang. Cracks him right in right, the
0: face. Right, right. Yeah. And so the, that guy is like knocked out. Like he's down for the count. And he's like, and, uh, and then he's, oh, and by the way, the other guy who punched him, his name's Chuck Taylor.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the shoes, right? <laughs> he's like, Chuck Taylor, out. I'm
0: going to knock the stuffing <laughs> out of you when we get back.
1: Yeah, Chuck Taylor and the other <laughs> planes have already taken off. And, right. uh, so this guy wakes up and he's like, you son of a, and he gets in his cockpit and he takes off then. And, uh, they engage in a big dog fight up in the air there, Michael.
0: Right, right, right. So they're shooting back and forth. And then, um, and then we see, uh, the one guy who's, he, so he's getting shot at and he's like, luck my foot. If you can outfly your enemy, that's all it takes. So his whole point, the whole time is there's no such thing as luck. He doesn't need a good luck charm, right? Yeah. And then, just at that moment, he looks over and Chuck has been shot. Chuck! Oh my God! Chuck! Bail out! But then Chuck is uh, getting shot up by the enemy, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, no, yeah. Chuck is uh, his plane's going down. But then the next panel, it's uh, oh yeah, the that's right. That's a
0: nip. That's a nip yeah. getting shot. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, this real racist. <laughs> <laughs> Terms of Mike L is gonna be like 30 minutes long. There's nothing yep. about Mike L saying a horribly racist <laughs> thing. It's gonna be amazing.
0: So then the rest of the zeros pull out of the fight and they fly away and then the guys like uh, Superstition my eye. I'm making it home safe without my stupid teddy bear But poor Chuck is gone. Good luck charm and all. No wonder that nurse laughed at my teddy bear kid stuff. Good luck bad luck Holcomb, I'm okay, but Chuck, but then suddenly you see something in the cockpit you didn't notice before Eddie there's a tightness in your throat and tears well up in your eyes. <gasps> you choke. You saved my life, Chuck. He realizes that Chuck left his death head for this guy to protect him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So good old Chuck. He knocked him unconscious, gave him a possible brain injury. Uh, but then he's like, you know what? I'm going to leave my good luck charm in his cockpit so he'll be safe. That's right. And I'll take the risk. And then Chuck died. Yep. So what about Chuck, man? What a guy. I would have just made him go back and get his damn teddy bear. Like, no, you go back, you get your teddy bear. You go right, teddy right, bear. right. And that would have been it. But, uh, so yeah, Chuck died to save his buddy. Um, and then there's a letters page, APO Weird World Tales. Um, I don't know what APO stands for.
0: APO, I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, and that's then, probably like
0: army terminology. Yeah, me. I would
1: imagine, but I have no idea. So uh, there it is. That's Weird War Tales, issue 93, a historic issue because it's the first appearance of Chuck. No, no, no. <laughs> The creature commandos. The creature
0: commandos. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but, again, those final two stories, uh, interesting art. You know, the art was solid on both of those last two stories. Um yeah. And they were both, uh, they were like Twilight Zone episodes, you know, those last two.
0: Yeah, the the last two stories were solid, you know, from, from, from yeah. or what you'd want from something like this. But the two page story was garbage. <laughs> and then I, I gotta admit, the Creature Commando story I did not really enjoy. So big disappointment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of the art there, uh, Pat Broderick. Mm-hmm. Definitely an interesting style, but I'm not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um. I I like the Creature Commandos more than you, I think.
0: So um, that's shocking. Yeah, can't believe it.
1: <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved them monsters. You know, well, what mm-hmm. what do they call them? The uh, those kind of those genre of monsters that like the film well, company Universal you know? Horror. Universal, there it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had all the figures, the glow in the dark figures. Eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a, a little oh. like, carrying case. It was like a house. Do you remember? Did you See, have no, I didn't have
0: that. But you told me about that before. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I was a big Wolfman fan. When I was like four years old, I went as Wolfman for Halloween. It was a big hit. (laughs) I think uh, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time there's a Wolfman on the show, I got to mention it. And I I, like glued fur on my face and I had those inflatable uh, Hulk, (laughs) incredible Hulk uh, inflatable muscles, you know? Oh, yes. I I inflated them. They're like shoulder pads, but they inflated your arms and I put them up under my coat and I was Wolfman. Yeah. Wow. Had fangs. Yeah. And now it's I told you awesome. that, that I used to dress
0: awesome. up as Dracula, right?
1: No, it was just like yeah. last week or when you were. No, a kid? no, this
0: is thirty years, forty years no, ago. But right. the thing is, is I have blonde hair, so I had to add a black widow's peak in front of my blonde hair, so it didn't look right.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, so there you go, Creature uh, Commander. So what do you give this, Mike L? The whole book, Ooh. the entire book,
0: the whole magilla. I mean, because I like the art and the last two is good, I can give it a five out of ten.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's about right. If I, um, I'll go six. <laughs> Just for the. You know, I
0: can't believe this is the first <laughs> time you've ever given me a higher rating on a comic I picked.
1: <laughs> Just for the Creature Commandos, it's so ridiculous. What's this world coming <laughs> too? So uh, yeah, we'll give it a six. Uh, it doesn't. It's terrible. Don't read. It. But yeah, uh, <laughs> give it a six. So there you go. Uh, the Creature Commandos. Um, now Mike, yeah, October's over now. Yep. So before the show uh uh-huh. i uh right before we started recording our is oh i got to pick a book because i totally forgot we've only been doing this three years or so and i, I forget <laughs> these things but i think next week we're going to go finally we're going to go squadron supreme issue Woo! one all right we've talked about it many times before every time I, i've never read any squadron supreme uh i know people think it's really good um I, every time I think about doing it, though, I remember Mark Grunwald wrote it, right? And I'm never a fan of Grunwald's stuff whenever we do Grunwald on here, so I'm like, ah, it's probably going to be terrible. But, uh, so we'll go Squadron Supreme, issue one, just because I didn't have time to look up another issue.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, what I know about this comic is this is Marvel's answer to Watchmen. Actually, it technically came out before Watchmen, like a few months before, yeah. so... Yeah, but, we'll see how this goes.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Cause I have some questions about that.
0: Okay. Right, That's okay. it.
1: Yeah, Squadron Supreme.
0: All right, another look Shocktober in the books, Michael. There you go. Fourth annual.
1: Yep. And, and this one was actually pretty good. You actually picked horror books, because last year you picked like a western and you picked something else. I like was
0: it. trying to be funny last year. It didn't work <laughs> anyway.
1: So this year is an actual Shocktober.
0: Yes. You think we'll make another Shocktober? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fourth annual Shocktober wraps up. Uh, you can find every episode of Flea Market Fantasy at www.comicbooksyndicate.com. Each week we review a different Bronze Age comic book. One week I pick, one week Mike Dell picks. And until next Tuesday, this.